during the last episode, we talked about how you can turn problems into opportunities. And during this episode, we're going to be talking about how we avoid burnout and look after ourselves. Now, according to the World Health Organization, burnout is the 21st century health epidemic. You know, we seem to be pushing ourselves more and more to the point where we don't stop and, and we don't look after ourselves. I mean, do, do you take care of yourself? I'm a lot better than I used to be. I used to work silly hours. I used to work long hours. I did it because I loved the job I was doing. But what happened was that I did burn out to the point that I began to hate the job. Going to work every day was a real chore. The interesting thing was I was always aware that when I started doing the job, I was a broadcast journalist, I never looked at the clock. Towards the end of my time, I found myself constantly looking at the clock. Don't assume that just because you love something that you can do it 24-7. Yeah, that's a really good point. Because I often think we're a little bit like a field. You know, you wouldn't reap a really good crop from a field every year. You need to leave it fallow, don't you, to, to recover. We don't do that. You know, we think we're infallible and we can keep going and we have this never-ending amount of energy. But in actual fact, we're just pushing ourselves and we're really exhausting ourselves. You know, I often think about the analogy of the life mask on, on an aeroplane. You know, when the life mask drops, what's, what's the first instruction they tell you to do with it? Put it on yourself. Yeah, put it on yourself first before you <laughs> help other people. Because so often we're running around trying to be everything, feeling guilty, feeling as if we're being selfish, if we take time for ourselves. But we actually have a responsibility to look after ourselves because nobody else knows what your stress levels are, are at, really, do they? Only you. Let me ask you something, Vince. Do you keep a to-do list? I do. Do you? Okay, brilliant. So those 10 items that are on the list, are you one of them? No, I'm not. And that's the thing, isn't it? We're always on output. We're always doing everything for, for everybody else. But we don't stop and gift ourselves an opportunity to, to just stop and sometimes do absolutely nothing. You know, this is about working smarter rather than harder. And, you know, stress builds up. From the minute we get out of bed in the morning, we're walking towards and moving towards that black hole of burnout. And once we go down that black hole of burnout, it takes quite a long time to, to get out of it. I mean, when you feel stressed or when you get stressed, what are, what are your triggers? Lack of memory and simply doing a half-assed job sometimes with the best will in the world. Sometimes you just don't do as good a job as you're capable of doing. And that is letting other people down. There's that phrase, isn't there? Presenteeism as opposed to yeah. absenteeism where you're there and you're, you're churning out the work. But is it any good, the quality of that work? How about you, what are your triggers? Well, my biggest stress trigger is time. I cannot bear being under time pressure. You know, if I know I've got to be somewhere and I'm running late or, you know, perhaps I'm being, you know, organized enough, it puts me under pressure. Um, and I can feel myself getting quite quite stressed. Uh, I think other people, <laughs> sometimes, you know, you, you're around people who've got heightened stress levels, and I know we can almost physiologically catch another person's stress, so other people can have that effect on you as well. What happens to you when you get stressed? I get very irritable with people who are innocent in the whole process. That's just, just the way I am. I get physically very tired. That creates a vicious circle that I'm physically tired, so the quality of my work declines. I stop being good to myself. You go into a decline. And do you know what it is? I think it's the seductiveness of praise. 
I think we all do too much because we want people to say, oh, you're such a hard worker. Thank you for staying for those extra three hours. Thank you for doing that project which could have w waited until tomorrow. But we often lose sight of, yeah, but what about me? Yeah. <laughs> and it does take its toll on you, doesn't it? I mean, I, I find that I get quite irritable as well when, when I feel stressed. But also physically, it actually makes me feel quite sick. You know, I get these kind of like sicky headaches or I feel, you know, quite, quite, quite sick. And over the last few years, I must admit, I, I've really invested a lot of time and energy and effort into understanding my stress triggers and to create and to be a lot more bounded um, around putting myself in a position which is going to stress me out. It's when that stress kind of tips over and you feel overwhelmed, so it's affecting your sleep and the way you eat and your interactions with people and your energy levels, it's really important to, to get some balance. So what, what kind of things do you do to look after yourself? I have other interests away from work. I find reading quite relaxing because it transports you to an alternative world where you don't exist so therefore none of your problems exist in, in reading. I take time to talk to people. This is the interesting thing isn't it because often we socialise with the people we work with. There is no escape. I think you really do have to make an effort to find an alternative group of friends who know nothing about the job you do and don't even care about the job you do. And also I have stopped working silly hours. I came to realise how absolutely wiped out I was a lot of the time and I wasn't actually being very productive. But just remember that we are interacting with other people who are stressed, our relationships. So if we're stressed and we go home and our partner's stressed, well that doubles the problem, doesn't mm. it? At least, at the very least, if we can deal with stress ourselves, we reduce it by 50% in the relationship. It's a start. Yeah, it? Uh, yeah it, it definitely is. And I think also there's a danger that stress has become a bit fashionable. Yes. You know, I hear people talking about, you know, how I, oh, I'm really stressed, oh, I'm really stressed. And then mm. it almost becomes a bit competitive. <laughs> and then you get people in the workplace kind of trying to outcompete each other on the stress levels that they've got. And then it becomes this kind of epidemic of people running around like headless chickens being stressed but not really understanding what they're being stressed about. You know what really annoys me is the number of times you see in a job advert must be able to work under pressure, as if it's a virtue. Mm. If your employer is putting you under pressure, they're not working efficiently. Yeah. And have you come across the wonders of mindfulness? Yeah, I have. I've learned some mindfulness techniques. It really does help. Yeah, and, and sometimes I think people can sort of poo-poo this notion of mindfulness, but it's grounded in really solid scientific evidence combined with some of the ancient principles of Buddhism and Hinduism. But essentially, it's about gifting us the opportunity to be isn't it? It's, it's about being in the present moment with awareness, without any kind of attachment. And I think that's kind of what we need to do as human beings is learn how to detach, learn how to, to switch off and tone down all the noise around us so that we can just cultivate a calmer mind. My dad's got a great expression. He says, if you want to go a bit faster, you need to slow down. That's great. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. You know, sometimes what's the worst that can happen if something isn't done? 
We often think we're the centre of the universe. If we don't do our bit, the world will grind to a halt. Mm. Well, I hate to give you a wake-up call, but sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. The world carries on without us. And as Gandhi said, you know, there is more to life than increasing its speed. So mm. that whole self-care piece, gifting ourselves the, the opportunity and making it a priority to look after ourselves. Because I kind of believe that if we fill our pots to overflowing, that's the best that we can do for other people, not running ourselves ragged. It's being able to, to look after ourselves. We have a responsibility to ourselves and to other people because as far as we know, we have one life and that life is really, really precious. A word of caution that relaxing initially can be hard work. You can't just suddenly say, okay, I'm gonna look after myself because we've been so institutionalized in working hard, working at 200 miles an hour, that we can't just suddenly get out of that mindset. We've got to get into it slowly and it takes some time to learn to relax. So the thing your dad said about if we want to speed up, we've got to slow down. It's gonna take time to truly learn to relax because initially when we wake up tomorrow and say, from now on, I'm going to relax, it's going to be hard because you're going to inevitably feel guilty. You're mm. going to feel, no, I should actually be at work now. But it's okay to feel guilty, but you've just got to work through it and, and get there eventually. So learning to relax and putting effort into relaxation. Definitely, definitely. So based on all of that, what would you say are your top three tips for looking after yourself? Funnily enough, the first one I'd say, get over yourself. The world is not going to stop if you suddenly start looking after yourself. You might think, you know, the whole organisation is going to crumble if I don't do my bit. As long as you're still doing what you're contracted to do, then taking time for yourself, you will actually be a more effective member of the team by doing less. The second tip is, the second tip is, be prepared to work at it. You're not just going to be able to switch off that guilt trip the moment you decide to start looking after yourself. It will take time, but trust me, you will get there. And the third tip to looking after yourself is remember, stress is contagious. If you're in a relationship, your partner, who has also got their own stresses, is going to pick up on your stress. At least if you can deal with your own stress, that's 50% of the problem solved. It's a start. What are your three tips? Well, my first tip is about establishing boundaries, healthy boundaries. I think that's so important as far as getting a good life balance is concerned. The second one is having a really good understanding of your relationship with stress. You need to have regular intervals during the day where you do a check-in to work out where your stress levels are at. And the third one is definitely a good investment in sleep. Um, I really believe that if you have good quality sleep, that's a wonderful way to be able to replenish you in every way. During the next episode, we're going to be talking about the importance of making positive connections. Mm -hmm.